Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to our Peace Pow Wow today. We are coming to you live on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel, and we're your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we are very excited about today's show because today's show is all about peace. And what better time to bring you a show about peace uh, throughout the holidays. Our special guest will be Nola Hennessy. She's joining us from Australia with her message of peace coming up in segment two. So stay tuned for that. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. This time of year, we hope that you'll consider making a donation, be in the spirit of giving, and you can go to be the star you are.org and up the PayPal giving fund is actually adding 1% to any donations that are given now. And this is from Confucius. When there is harmony in the home, there will be order in the nation. When there is order in the nation, there will be peace in the world. And Heather, how we need peace in the world. It's been a time of strife, it seems, the last few months. So it is so appropriate that we are having this peace powwow today uh, during the holiday season. I am feeling extremely peaceful right now. I am sitting on a balcony overlooking the ocean (laughs) here in Redondo Beach. And the sun is going to be setting fairly soon. And right now it's just like shining brightly in my eyes and I love this I I just love it because to me to me when I'm around water I feel like I can just ground myself and be more peaceful so I know that you're going to bring us some tips on how we can bring more peace and tranquility and you know and just uh, a little bit more calmness into our lives so what are what would be kind of the first thing how can we kind of get into the the crux of this season and ground ourselves a bit more and not be so frenetic. Yeah, well, 
as we know, it's every day we need to have that little bit of peace, that little bit of tranquility and time to ourselves. But especially during the holiday times is sharing that peaceful, that good feeling, that moment of zen with others. And a lot of times what you project out is what people will take in. Oftentimes you'll see that people mimic each other. If someone talks to you in a really low voice, you have that tendency to respond to them in a low voice. Or if someone is looking at you with a frown face, you kind of get tightened up. Or a smile. Smiles are contagious. And I feel very much during this holiday time it's a great way of spending time and cheer, but the first thing when it comes to all this is setting limits for yourself. Um, Ooh, and good that point. And that's counterproductive. Why set a limit? You want to only get further and greater with life, but the holidays, as wonderful as they are, they tend to also be this incredibly stressful time for us because we think of gift-giving. We think of needing to see people. There's, it seems that uh, it, it's, it's almost very uh, hypocritical of itself that, that there's all this partying and all this time we get together, but yet we feel exhausted and we feel almost that partying becomes this thing of going and seeing these people becomes more of a task than an actual enjoyment. So set limits for yourself. Um, don't over-schedule yourself. Allow yourself to have um, little enjoyments throughout the day or, you know, it'll become that thing when you're just sort of going through the motions of going to parties or seeing people. Um, so that's why, you know, especially during the holidays, if you think about it, that's why Santa has little elves is that he oh. can and do it all on his own. Yeah, and that's why I think... No, what a good point. What a good point, because you're right. I think I've talked to so many people over the last few weeks, and and with the happiness, people are feeling frazzled, and they're feeling stressed, you know. And this is a time of year that we really need to be letting go of that stress. So I think taking time for ourselves is a really good idea. Maybe saying no sometimes. Maybe saying no to some of the invitations. You know, or passing off tasks or things as if, uh, for example, just right off the top, our grandmother every year has a big party, and, and she is an amazing chef and cook. Um, but over the year, it's just become, it becomes such a thing that we won't get to hang out with her because she's in the kitchen the whole time. So not only now is uh, there's still many things being created, but that she gets things catered out now so that that more time can be spent more uh, with family and friends. That it's and you know what? Time. It was such a great idea because we just celebrated this past Saturday. And, I mean, there's like 50 of us now that it's immediate family. Yeah. That means just my sisters and brothers exactly. who are married and have their kids who are married and their kids have kids. And so there's, you know, kids, grandkids and great-grandkids. And what was so great is that Nani got to really participate because she was the the party was catered and it was it was just really easy really fun and everybody got to spend a lot of time together so that is a great idea sometimes maybe it's just better not to do all the tasks yourself and maybe some of that peace and harmony and times too that if you do decide if not catering out if maybe in the kitchen because as you know the kitchen is like the social hub, um, but it can also be the banishment that if you take on the, oh, no, I have all this um, and want to kind of take over everything, that you're going to be in their soul all by yourself and it becomes sort of this resentment thing of getting others to join in with you. That way, it can be bonding time. Maybe that's also a time to pass that olive branch of someone, if there may be a family member or a friend or new girlfriend of someone or something that's invited in the house at this holiday time that maybe you've had different from, maybe this is a good time to share something together of cooking, of creating, and opening up that conversation. Um, so it's a good time, especially now, of starting it off well. Um, and what better way of with 
food and in the kitchen. And also talking about, too, about not overdoing it with yourself, a great way of finding peace is scheduling breaks, is especially during the holiday times and just in their everyday lives. I feel, on my personally for me, I feel on my days off, unless I am not in my physical home or office or working thing, I have to be out of the country or somewhere else, so not in any clothes, no staycation going on here for me truly to feel away and and, and uh, an on break. Um, my days off otherwise are just filled with errands. So a big you know, and I think that's really common for so many people because I, when I talk to people, they say, "Oh yes, I have a you know a, a weekend off, but it's I have all this to do list to go on and." This is the time of year again when we're talking about being more peaceful and having inner peace is that we do have to take time for ourselves. So schedule it, schedule that peace moment into your life. Yeah, and even studies show, I mean, just even with children when they're talking about completing homework tasks, that you need to have a difference within your schedule, that it's very hard for someone to stay on doing a one singular task throughout the whole day for it to be um, a a day of of success, to be the the task to be accomplished. Um, So that's why you need to take little mini breaks, they say, and to change it up. And oftentimes what people do, which I know something I'll do, I'll be doing one task, and I'll think, oh, God, if I can't do one more of this, I need to take a break from it. But instead of taking me a break, I just start another task. So it, instead of allowing myself to have that break, so this is a great time now of scheduling in. Give yourself at least that 20 minutes break. Maybe it's uh, watch TV. Maybe it's to go outside, get fresh oxygen. Exercise release endorphins in your brains, which is going to stimulate you, make you feel more creative, make you feel that you have more energy. Um, and actually working out just a mild little getting your heart rate up will actually give you more energy instead of taking it away. Just giving about something just brisk, especially with the weather right now, getting outside, colder weather, get your heart rate going. Um, and also, again, another great thing, too, that you could bring someone along with you, uh, have conversations with. And I think, too, just getting out in nature is something, um, for me personally, that gets that inner zen. That I find that peacefulness uh, with the changings of the seasons and the warmth and the temperatures. I love right now taking those times to, to take the dog for a walk, just a quick little walk around the block, which usually takes about 20 minutes. It's a good escape for me that I kind of am able to detach from, uh, you know, computers, cell phones, and just walking with a dog. That when you're able to sort well, of and you usually get to see the ocean and the sea. And I mean, and exactly. I know our exactly. our uh, our guest Nola things. lives by the sea as well. And whenever I see these pictures, I just get so excited. So it's, it's just you know, I think when you're outside in nature, you really get to experience. All of God's power, I want to say. I think you feel you feel very connected to the world, and you know, and you just feel happier. One hundred percent. And speaking of happy, things that affect our moods is what we're putting into our bodies too. In the holidays, as we know, we're probably spending time in the kitchen cooking up things that we're going to present. But it is just a sugar, uh, carbohydrate powerhouse during the holidays. And I'm not saying anything bad against fats and sugars, but those are things you only want in little bits. Uh, and a lot of times, what happens in, in the holidays, we overindulge. Which how can we not? We're going. We're having so much fun. 
but sometimes we don't feel so good afterwards. It's that thing, as you know, when you kind of go big, you don't, you want to go home. You don't feel as good afterwards. Right. So be mindful of that, that still allow yourself to have those good things, but in limiting. Just, you know, take, slice off, take little things, so that way you really enjoy them, and that you don't feel, so you don't have those days where you feel like, oh, I'm never going to eat another gingerbread cookie, or I will never, just those things that you, you long for, that you think, oh, I can't wait to have one of those again. That was so good. That just enough of it. And also, too, when you feed your body good things, as we know, when we get those those sugar highs, those rushes, when we have those crashes in the middle of the day and we eat something sugary, instantly our body, we get that energy and then we crash and then we don't feel as good. So make sure that you're still fueling up your body with healthier things. And my favorite holiday kind of health, I just think it is, absolutely nature's candy is persimmons and I think I've talked about it before but I recently started taking persimmons boiling them down with skin and all only adding a fourth cup of apple uh, um, apple cider like a cloudy apple juice um, with about 10 persimmons boiling them down and then putting them in a the blender and it turns into what would look almost like a pumpkin pie filling so, oh my gosh um, that sounds oh gosh, delicious easy. I've never I haven't funny. done that Oh my and do you, goodness. Do you eat it, it just it, right, like that? Because I've been eating a persimmon every day with some a Greek yogurt. And it makes me feel new, so great. I mean, that was my, my breakfast this morning. It, you know, a persimmon and Greek yogurt. And it was wonderful, but I didn't think about making a drink out of it. Oh no, no, it's not it's not a drink. It's not a drink. No, no, oh, no. Oh no, so it's more like it, a, it's more like a pie. No, no, no. I blend it up, yeah, so that I it so it it looks like a pumpkin pie oh, filling. Okay, it's got so it. Food. Even with the, you would think even with leaving the skins on that would make it chunky, but there's not a single, it's so smooth and it's so sweet. And once you let it cool down, it takes on in, um, the texture of what a pumpkin pie filling would be. That if it's just a little bit thicker, almost like a custard would be the best thing of it. But it's so sweet, it's so delicious, and you would not believe that there's no additional sugar other than the natural sugars in it. So It's just a natural fruit. See, and those are the good things, and I think it's important, too, when you're talking about what you're putting in your body, is to really, especially if you're in a climate that's, if you're in the northern hemisphere and it's now winter, you want to make sure that you're nourishing your body with warm foods to keep you healthy. If you're in the southern hemisphere where it's summer, you know, you want to be having more the lemon and the and the cooler things. So be mindful of that as well, of what it is, you know, where you are and what your body needs, because how we feel, our health is so important to us. We will feel more peaceful and tranquil when we feel good, you know, so health, health is wealth. Health is health is wealth during the holiday season, and that's again making sure that you have um, your your uh, fruit stocked with all the amazing things from the garden. You said that outside is really what fuels our energy. Having that nice outside space during the holiday season, there's less sun. As you know, if we don't get enough sun. Um, that's one of the things that kind of give us uh, our energy, our vitamin D, and that people actually get um, seasonal depression. So make sure you go outside, even if it's cold. You need to get out and get into the sunlight. Allow yourself at least 10 to 15 minutes a day. Now, however, you know, asterisk here, you may live in particular climates. It could be certain things. But even in colder climates such as Tahoe, it's a wonderful thing, the oxygen that you can get into your body. And, again, just being out in nature, I think is that, the for me, 
personally, and I think just in overall, my biggest advice is it gives me that sense of connection back with the earth, with the world. Exactly. Uh, even in this modern things, that the simplest things of just being in nature, I think that's the thing that finds that, that inner and that, really And calm. being in nature never changes throughout the millenniums, and that's the most amazing thing. You know, I was just reading about roses. They're 35 million years old. I mean, we weren't even around. So oh, we have kidding. to wrap it up, uh, Heather, our health matters. This was really a wonderful segment. So just wrap it up and give us like the final tips so that we can be healthy, happy, and more peaceful through our next holidays and through the new year. Yeah, for especially starting off, maybe getting a head start on your New Year's resolutions is decluttering your world and decluttering your mind. So just take about five minutes to declutter your workspace each day. I know it can get hard because I'm, I'm one of those people, you get started on one thing and you get lost in the trap, but just start small. Every day, time something, maybe it's a box to go through, maybe it's one shelf, and then that way by the new year, you'll already have a fresh new space, and when you have a fresh new space, you have a fresh new mind, which you're allowed to have unlimited, uh, unlimited thinking and unlimited peaceful thoughts. Well, that is excellent. Well, thank you very much, Heather, for bringing us all these wonderful tips that will make our holidays more peaceful and more special and give us more time to be together. When we come back from break, our peace expert, I call her the peace angel, Nola Hennessy, will be with us. And I've been looking so forward to this conversation because she has so much to share with all of us. So don't go away. In fact, turn up the volume. You are listening to star style be the star you are we are broadcasting live we're on the voice america network and this is the empowerment channel my name is cynthia bryan and i'm heather Brittany. and i'll be right back so don't you go away nola hennessy will be right with us the star you us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Be 
plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light that shines. Latsy said, if you are at peace, you are living in the present. Well, we're living in the present right now, and I thank you for joining our conversation on peace. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and we're broadcasting live on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. And in honor of this special season, what better time is it to talk about peace? And what better person to do it than our special guest, Nola Hennessy. She is the founding CEO of Serenidad Consulting, a global organization whose strategic intent is to facilitate global peace. This is what she works on every day. And Serenidad Consulting delivers education, peace negotiations, and specialist consultancy services with the undercore values of excellence, great leadership, and of course, positive personal power. As you know, I've said it before, Nola Hale from Australia, her company, Serenidad Consulting, is opening offices in the United States, so I'm so excited that she's going to be stateside here soon. Today, Nola is going to help us find our happy place, our personal serenity. Hello, Nola. I've been looking forward to this conversation for so long. It's always a treat when you are on the show. Thank you, Cynthia. I I feel good today, and it's so great to be chatting with you again. It's a great time of year. I love Christmas. I know. You know, it is. It is really the the happiest time of the year, isn't it? I mean, it's like we have to get all get our merry on. Well, you know, in light of so many numerous terrorist attacks across the globe, and the fact that this is the Christmas season, a holy season, a time for families and friends to celebrate togetherness. I know you have a special message of peace. And the first question I wanted to start off with is, as individuals, how can we become happier and more peaceful by making just some tiny changes in our lives or tiny changes in our relationships with others? What would be something that we could do that could make a difference for ourselves? There's a few key things that people need to focus on, and this is probably in terms of somebody becoming peaceful in themselves, that's when they are allowed to be a little bit self-focused. Generally speaking, I don't advocate for selfishness, but when people need to make improvement, they do need to look at themselves, and it needs to be about them for that period. That's so right. You know, when we anticipate our relationships with others, there's one big, I call it the F word, and it's not the bad F word, it's the good F word. It's the fear that people grow within themselves completely unnecessarily because they anticipate a negative where there's no factual basis for that anticipation. And that's probably the biggest thing that people need to say to themselves is, why am I being fearful? Is this something that we'll actually realize as an event or, or an incident? Is, is my perception of that person wrong? Perceptions are real to the person perceiving, but it may not be the truth of the situation. So people actually need to look at the root causes of their fear and realize that being fearful of something that they don't know is definitely going to happen, they don't know the dynamic of what's going to happen, and they don't really have control over a situation until they're in it. That's a bit like putting money into a bank account that gives you a negative interest. 
So it's a waste of time. It's a waste of emotional effort. And fear is the root cause of a lot of people's spiritual unrest and negativity. It's it's investing into something that's not going to give a positive outcome. Well, when people are fearful like this and there's no basis, you know, for their fear, it's just something that they're projecting. How do they, it becomes kind of a vicious circle. How can, what's like a first step that they do to realize, okay, this really isn't real. I'm projecting this and I need to step back because nothing's happened yet. And, you know, you don't want to make something happen because you fear it so much. Is there, is, there, is there a special thing that people can do? Because I find that sometimes people get paralyzed with the fear. And well, they got it. And it's converting the negative energy. That paralysis is quite a normal response in a fear response. And, you know, if they know that they're actually frightened and their heart is racing and their palms are sweaty and all those things are happening through their autonomic nervous system response because the body does get into flee or fight mode automatically. Right, that's that's right. a normal response. So that's okay, but they need to send to themselves. And that's where things like, um, you know, understanding... Uh, yoga and Pilates and those kinds of tools that they can use to center themselves and actually draw back and reassociate with the circumstances. So they need to kind of almost have some self-dialogue. Uh, years ago, we used to talk about biofeedback where people would listen to what their bodies would were doing and they could hear their heartbeat. They could feel and hear the blood pumping in their veins. That's actually a very, very powerful tool and, and the more self-aware somebody is, the more that they will be in tune with the energies within their body. There are, energy, there are electrical currents running all over the body. We are required to have that in order to survive on an earth which is governed by electromagnetic forces. So... We can't sort of say, oh, well, you know, we'll just uh, float over there and be serene and happy. It just doesn't happen like that. You've got to almost make a conscious decision. The mind-body connection comes in. If you manifest in your mind a certain outcome, your body will then project that mental image that you're projecting. So if you envision a positive outcome and you envision calmness within yourself and no fear then that's exactly what will manifest. But you've got to, people need to understand why they're frightened. And if, if their fear is, is realistic, if it's based on fact or just an assumption or a perception. Um, but fear is just one of the things that can undercut somebody's inner peace at a time when they're getting maybe in amongst people that they're not so cool about, you know, they don't want to be there. People need to have control of themselves. Their emotional response is important, and that's about self-control, maintaining that center and being able to deal with the emotional ups and downs as a result of being with lots of people that they may not have seen for 12 months or more. Right, and this is what happens a lot during the holidays, right, because the stress levels are higher, the expectations are higher, and as you said, you may not have seen these people for quite a while. Plus, there's a lot of holiday uh, uh, business parties, you know, and you might have to, mm. right? You ha- So how can people remain calm and rather peaceful, especially when they're trying to attend a, a party or a get-together, that they actually could be judged in a business way because you don't want to make a bad impression. 
It's about staying cool and actually holding back a little bit I was actually at an event here at the Marine Village. We've just moved to Queensland in Australia, our Australian office, and I've been here in Australia managing that. And last evening there was an event for all of the tenants of this village. It's a beautiful area, multi-million dollar yachts, just the most idyllic place to have an office. I saw the photo, Nola, and I was just blown away how gorgeous it was. I mean, you know, I was saying that I, for me, looking out at the ocean is peaceful. And you just, you're, you have now your offices right there. I mean, that looks amazing. It is nice. And it was interesting. I really only knew the, the, uh, the tenancy manager. And so I went in there cold, but I don't get funny when I'm amongst people that I don't know. I just walk up to people and introduce myself. That's not a big deal. But a lot of folks actually get really quite concerned about that. And it's okay to be uncomfortable. And people need to recognize it's okay the way they are because they'll work their way through it. And circumstances prevent us from fully being present when we're guarding ourselves. But it's also about letting go. You, you, when you let go of the fear and you let go of the need to have total control of the situation, you can relax into whatever comes. And if you only chat to two people, that's okay. If you chat to 50 people, that's okay too. But the one thing that in a work sense that every time in my decades of work I've I've gone to numbers of functions, client functions and so on and, and employer functions and people tend to want to please everybody and be the most popular one. Let go of that. Leave the ego at the door or leave it when you close the, the door of the car as you put it in the car park. Go to the party, go to the event and just enjoy yourself. Relax into it. And don't attempt to control everything that happens. If what somebody doesn't want to engage with you, they'll walk that, away. That's yeah, you know, that's too. a really important tip because what you're doing is you're giving people permission to be themselves, their yep. true selves, right? Because that's all we really can be. And when we're pretending to be somebody else or trying to do, you know, trying to please everyone, you please no one. Exactly. Oh, that's a really good, t- I like it. Leave your ego at your car door. That's mm. a really important tip. So, you know, it, it, obviously it's contextual, but you, people need to have a level of self-honesty. They need to be aware of where they are positioned and how comfortable they are in themselves. And, you know, if they really don't want to go to something, then don't allow somebody else to force you to go. If you really don't want to go, then don't go. Or if you feel obligated to go to a family gathering, and obligation is a terribly negative thing, if you feel obligated, don't go, because spiritually you'll be better off being away from that situation. You know, that's a, that gets us into talking about Christmas and family get-togethers and, and how we can keep them happy and nurturing and, and loving And because so many families today are dysfunctional. So many families do not have healthy relationships in them. And if a person is feeling a lot of anxiety about having to go to a family uh, reunion or a family get-together it might be just better not to go at all. Is that what you're, mm-hmm. you're advocating? It's maybe better to send a card or send something. And, because uh, otherwise, it, it doesn't just affect you feeling bad, but it might, other people might be triggered as well. 
Absolutely. And, and this is what humanity has to learn in the tolerant sense. People need to respect that human beings have the right to not put themselves in harm's way. And if somebody, because of where they are in their life and their level of understanding and their level of tolerance is low and they're not happy, they should not be forced to be part of something where it's not, their, their genuine self isn't there. And, and you can, if you're almost ready to step forward, then you can resolve your stuff before you go. That's one of the other tips is, you know, get, get over the stuff before Christmas comes. Do some self-talk and some self-analysis. When you step forward to a family gathering, you need to be there because you want to be there because like in the last interview, if, if we're not there and, the, and the, the heart and the mind and the soul aren't all on the same page, that triangle of strengths will not be there. So the erosion of that person's own core strength will be gone and, and they will erode relationships because they've got to, they're coming with a negative anyway. But, you know, if people feel comfortable to come together, and, and most families do, it's just when, you know, generally the blow-ups happen a few hours in. Um, and, and it's funny, when, when I hear stories of, oh, you know, here we go, Thanksgiving again, Christmas again, everybody comes, they smile sweetly, look at one another, and they're really not genuine, and they bitch about one another on the way home in the car. Why do we tolerate that? Why don't we turn it around and actually want to be together and, and see a person for the one thing that, that you love about them? Look at them through a different lens. Look at them through a compassion lens and a tolerance lens and a, a, an honesty and, and togetherness lens rather than a, I remember you from last year, you were the idiot that drank too many beers, you know. So it's like let go of the baggage, let go of the old memories, start afresh with, and look through a different lens that's more positive and more nurturing of the relationship. And you know what I hear that you're advocating here, and to me this is a really critical point, is what you're really saying is that it's really up to us as an individual. So if we want to change that conversation or change the outcome of our experience, it's up to us to do it. Don't look outside of ourselves. So that's where it's important to go within and do work on yourself before we attend these family gatherings or work gather or whatever it is so that we bring our best self to the table without judgment. Is that what you're what you're you're saying as well absolutely and michael jackson god rest his soul was the one who wrote the song and sung the song about look in the mirror if you the change you want to see in the world be the one to make the change in yourself first that's exactly right well because you can't change anybody else can we we can't you You can't so no matter how much we don't like somebody if we if we really if someone's not willing to change and we're not willing to change then maybe we're not supposed to be together Well, you know, and the, but the other thing is you've got to let go of what you don't have control over. I, I remember when I first emigrated to the US in, in the 80s and, and I went to work for an engineering company in Texas. Great guy, um, had a wonderful job and my boss said to me, you know, um, our clients around Texas and in New Jersey and everywhere, they don't really understand you when you say good afternoon. Um, and and you don't pronounce morning properly. And I know I'm saying it in a, a 
deliberate Aussie way. Right, and, right. And the next day I went into work and I literally just changed from being an Australian working in Texas to being as Texan as anybody born in Texas. <laughs> because the, And that was me saying, okay, in okay, order for I me can... to fit in, I need to change. Yes, I can do this. Well, see, and it's not so about imitating. Was... It's about accepting and going through the metamorphosis that happens when you move to another country. If somebody came to the U.S. and they didn't speak English, then there's an expectation that you're going to learn English. Uh, you, know, you know, I agree so, with that 100%. I think that it's so, like when in Rome, do like the Romans, right? And, I mean, and, if, and, you know, when I think about my first white Christmas, I was with people that I, I deemed my family. And I was way away from my blood relatives in Australia, but I, I saw them as I was being with family. So if you didn't do certain things because it wasn't the done thing, then you change to suit that environment. And that's what I, I, I struggled with, some of the things. But people, people need to let go of what they don't have control over and the changes that, that they want to see in other people. If somebody wants to change and improve and be better, they'll make that decision and you can't force them to do anything. You can inspire them to change, but they'll only change if they want to change and allow people to change. Allowing people to grow and develop is, is one of those things that I think families who are, who are very toxic towards one another, they can stop somebody's growth really, ba- really badly and consistently by, oh, yes, well, you know, you, you've gone and got yourself a promotion this year, you know, who do you think you're better than us now? They're the kinds of negative things that come out at Christmas time. Right, People and get that's competitive. so detrimental. That is so detrimental. You know, and you just said uh, something that I think that was really important, was that how... When you were in Texas for your first white Christmas, you were with people that you considered to be family, but they're not blood family. And to me, that's something really critical at this time of the year, too, is there's many people that feel lonely because they can't be with blood family. But families are created at a community. And it's about connection, right? It's about your connection and your willingness to be with other people and be your authentic self. So what you just said, I think, was a really a crucial point of family can be anything. Absolutely. And, and for people that don't, unfortunately, have any blood relatives that, that are around them, um, or if they're ostracized from their family by, you know, not by their choice or, or by circumstances, they can have family and that connectivity with whomever they want. I have very strong bonds with, with friends in Texas and, uh, you know, I have a lot of blood relatives that, that aren't family to me. We, we're not bonded. We haven't seen each other for a long time. We have no dialogue and I don't feel any connection to them. Just because it's, you're a blood relative doesn't mean you have to be a certain way and that's what people need to get a handle on is that families and get-togethers and bonding and Christmas and celebrating is all about being with the people that that you love and you want to be with. Amen. Yes, that's exactly it. It's about people being with the people you choose to be with, that you want to be with, that you care about, that you just feel that, you know, your life is complete with them in it. And you're right about, uh, you know, if we're just born into a family, 
that's not, we know you don't have any control over that. So it's not like you're going to have to like all of your relatives. Now, I want to segue this into another topic because I think that now that we're talking about families and, and blood uh, relatives and, you know, just creating our own families, the importance of how can we create peace on a global area? How can we make this a world of peace now? It, it, I feel so um, so frightened for what's happening in the world. I mean, ever since the bombings in Paris, I've been wearing a beret just to show my solidarity with the French people because I think it's a you know it's happening to the world. It's happening to everyone. But what can we do with education? How can we make people who don't care about life and don't care about peace? Is there something that we can do as individuals to change their minds, make them accountable, prevent what's happening? What do you have any ideas for this with Serenidad Consulting? I mean, this is a huge issue. It, it is, and it's something that requires a multifaceted solution. You, we need the legislative uh, constitutional frameworks to support education that becomes a compulsory education. I've just written an editorial which is in the Australian Peacekeeper magazine and I talk about, you know, putting funding into uh, curricula that are not just about ABC, reading, writing, arithmetic, you know, science, a little bit of economics, that kind of stuff. Let's start educating as a standard curriculum uh, item behaviours positive relationship reinforcement, tolerance, and those kinds of things. So we've got to start bringing in positive behaviours into the education system. Now, And that may be something that needs to be imposed as a result of legislative change. Um, in, in a country like the US, you've got independent school districts. We've got to have education happening within parent support bodies, within community agencies, within policing agencies, anywhere where the influence can be applied to educate parents who then are the the key source of influence over their children. And then secondary to that is educating through the system, through the structured system, and having consistency from from uh, preschool right through to university and post and graduate university level studies. So we need consistency of education that focuses on rewarding positive behaviours. I'm I probably am not liked by a lot of psychologists because psychologists actually advocate for negative behaviour and and change occurring as a result of punishing negative behaviour. See, I'm with you. I don't think that works. I don't. I know it doesn't work, and I'm and I will stand on on a box and say that to everybody until I drop dead. That the only way to see inspirational change in people and sustainable change and motivation in people is to reinforce positive behaviour. You as a, as in a workplace, you've got to correct a negative. But that's management strategy. That's got nothing to do with people's attitudinal adjustment. But we've got we've got a long time to re-educate people, and education is the only way to influence change into the future. At the moment, yeah, we're dropping bombs and we're fighting and we're arguing and we're doing all that stuff, and people are using their ego and going and getting a gun and hurting other folks. That's not good. But we can't just say, oh, we'll educate everybody on the face of the earth in the next six months and it'll all be fine. 
not possible. We need to educate one whole generation, 25 years of folks, and then we have to allow that generation to then influence the next. So we're looking at a, at least a 50-year lead time here. Um, I, I've actually set a goal. Um, I've set a year and I've written it down and it's my personal advocacy goal for peace on earth. I'm not going to say what it is, but I keep focused on it. It's a bit like locking in on the radar. And but you know what? That's what a great idea for, for uh, even for the new year as people are setting resolutions. What if every person set a goal of peace? What if every Absolutely. person set a timeline for peace in their life or a time to heal their relationships? If they're in a disenfranchised family or a dysfunctional relationship that they decide this is going to be the time to fix it. I love that. I think that's a great, great symbol that, uh, that everyone could do. Everyone could make their own peace time. And, you know, there's a couple of other key things apart from that framework that supports education, which is so important because information empowers people. Withholding information and withholding knowledge is actually disempowering. So we're not doing anybody any favours by not sharing good stuff with them and helping them to understand that integrity is founded on making the right choices. There is nothing about integrity with terrorist attacks and mass shootings. There is nothing about doing good on that page. It's all about doing bad. But what was it that that person or group had happened to them that triggered them to go into the next negative stance? That's what I'm interested in. And I think there needs to be a lot of research done about the behavioural choices and the attitudinal adjustment. But we need to draw a line in the sand and say, also, we've got enough research. Now we need to embed the learnings from the research and the learnings from the incidents and put it into the education system. It's a bit, it's a bit like management information systems, you know, and, and management of an organisation. If you don't take the lessons learned from implementation and bring it back into strategy and policy, the organisation doesn't continually improve. It's not going to So improve. it's a circular effect. You've got to actually have that audit review what did we do wrong oh we won't do that again let's make a change here and the strategies come in things like defense white papers the un documents that specify when peace will be achieved not if change the word if to when and then we'll start to see the changes that we really need well, we've been talking to Nola Hennessy. She is an expert on peace. She is the CEO and founder of Serenidad Consulting. You can find out more at the website, serenidadconsulting.com. That's S-E-R-E-N-I-D-A-D, consulting.com. Because peace on the planet has to be a priority for everyone. And this is the time of year to start as an individual, bring peace into our individual lives and into our families, and then we can spread it out to other people. Nola, give us just a final thought. I've really enjoyed what you've had to say, and I just think that this is a good recipe for bringing peace to, uh, to our earth and to us as a people of this beautiful earth. Would you just wrap it up for us? My focus needs to be on saying to the individual that the way they feel and how they perceive the world is okay right at this point in time. 
And then when they look in the mirror, that's when they make the judgment call on themselves and say, is everything okay with me? Am I feeling good about my relationship with that person, that person and my family or am I going to be happy going to this event? And they've got to focus on themselves for a little bit before they get themselves involved in a family gathering because if they're not at at a level of peace within themselves and have a level of calm and self-acceptance, then they're not going to be able to relate as well with the people around them. And you can't, you don't push your baggage out for other people to manage. You carry it yourself or you leave it at the door. Well, let's so leave it take... at the door. I like this leave it at the door idea. <laughs> no, In let, no boxing you... allowed, I talk about that. Leave your baggage I know at the you door. Do. Well, Make sure to go to Nola's uh, website. It's serenidadconsulting.com. You can find out more about what she's doing in the peace movement, what she's doing with her consulting, and, of course, her books. Nola, as always, it is a delight to have you on the show to share your knowledge of, of peace and, and the happiness that you want families to have for this holiday season. May peace be with you, and may you have a wonderful holiday. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm planning on it, and it's looking like it's coming to be. And it will. From, from your lips, or from, is that what it is? From your lips to God's ears. There we go. Well, happy holidays. Nola Hennessy, serenidadconsulting.com. And when we come back from break, we'll have just a little bit more about peace, and then we will leave you to bring peace into your life. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and I'll be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be The Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Did you know that there really are no accidents? Are you accident prone? Does everything happen to you in threes? Perhaps these mishaps are not accidents at all, but a sign from your subconscious mind that your life is not the way you want it to be. Experts agree that these so-called accidents can be indications of deeper trouble that we may be avoiding. So instead of lamenting, why does everything happen to me? The better response would be, Why am I creating this challenge? Sometimes we have to look inside to find out what the real trouble is. Certain mental states generate more misfortunes than others. For example, if your mind is cluttered or troubled, you can't pay attention. And that's when you fall. That's when you break something. That's when you crash your car. So it might not be an accident. It might be a cluttered mind. 
Some people want to be a victim. They like people feeling sorry for them. They have that poor me syndrome. These people are passive and they're not standing up for themselves. And they're actually enjoying being the fall guy or girl. The antidote is to take control. There are no victims. There are only volunteers. And then many competitive types of people tend to make more mistakes as well because they're not taking measured risks. They're being daredevils. They're being aggressive and maybe overestimating their abilities. They're being too macho or they're lacking the self-discipline to say no. So instead of plunging ahead first into trouble, they wonder why they're having accidents. So I coach my clients that could and should do little good. The best way to predict the future is to create it yourself. So envision it as a a place of peace, a place of tranquility, a place of balance and health. Take a look at the signs that you've been given and determine if you are creating your own discomfort. And then color your world with positive thoughts, actions, and deeds, and you will find that divine synchronicities are replacing those dreadful accidents. And finally, you'll be at peace. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. This is another business bite from Star Style, and I am Cynthia Bryan. You can find out more at star-style.com. You can also call our offices at 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-STAR. Now, just to end the hour, I just wanted to share a couple of other things about peace and then also about how you could increase your charitable impact and even offset taxes since it is the end of the year. So uh, charities really appreciate donations at this time of the year. I know that Be The Star You Are truly does. And you can go to bethestaryouare.org to make an a end-of-year donation. And you can. there's many places that you can buy things and they'll give a percentage back. But one thing that you should look into also, giving to a charity is just a great way to support causes that are close to your heart. And it can also be good for your finances because you can use a charitable donation to reduce your tax liability. Now, not every donation packs the same punch, but you know, you can even contact a financial institution, somebody like Fidelity or Charles Schwab, and you can open a charitable giving account. And they make it really, really easy. You can give assets, you can give cash. And the great thing is, is that you can give, uh, you will get a write-off and you can see what's happening with your philanthropy. So if you're interested in making something for Be The Star You Are, make sure to go to bethestaryouare.org. And I want to just leave you with some of my favorite quotes on peace. And hopefully this will help you have a more peaceful holiday. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal light. And that was a prayer that was written by St. Francis of Assisi. And it is, you know, one of my favorite ones because we do want to be an instrument of peace. Another one is from Peace Pilgrim. When you find peace within yourself, you become the kind of person 
who can live at peace with others. And that is exactly what Nola was talking about, is find peace within yourself, and then you become a person who can be tolerant and peaceful with others. Ralph Waldo Emerson, nothing can bring you peace but yourself. And a Chinese proverb, when the heart is at peace, the body will be healthy. With that, Buddha said, peace comes within, do not seek it without. And Moshe Dayan said, if you want to make peace, you don't talk to your friends, you talk to your enemies. What Ralph Waldo Emerson again, lose yourself in nature and find peace. And this one is from a source unknown, and I want to leave you with this as our final one. Fighting for peace is like screaming for silence. Well, thank you so much for being great listeners and allowing us to give you this peace message today, our peace powwow here on Voice America on the Empowerment Network. Make sure you're tuned in with us every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. live with me, Cynthia Bryan, and also with Heather Brittany. We like being your personal growth coaches. Remember, you can change your life and make your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style, to buy any of my books, you can go to starstyleradio.net. You can click on the store. You can make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity. Keep this show broadcasting and bringing you these positive messages, these empowering messages. Go to bethestarur.org or btsya.org, the initials. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being and know you are already a star that you have dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And read a book, and read a book that will keep you peaceful. And until next week, when we celebrate again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. This is Cynthia Bryan. I encourage you to be the star you are. And I thank you from Star Style for being with us. Remember to dream, create, inspire, make a difference, and be at peace. Happy holidays. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Be the star you are. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.